Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the Heart of Markness podcast. Bonus meaning the weekend classic rock episodes and not the super awesome Led Zeppelin episodes that I do every Thursday. Today, today is the greatest. If you like Anderson Bruford Wakeman and how September 6th at the Greek Theatre. September 6, 1989, to be exact. Now, Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, and Howe, if you are old enough to remember, were basically Yes. <clears throat> and they got together because Yes was full of other people. Yes being a band that had so many members that they could break off into two separate groups and still have mostly <laughs> original members. Original being, well, no, I guess that's not true. Anyways, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Uh... John Anderson, Bill Bruford, Rick Wakeman, and Steve Howe are, of course, the legendary lineup minus Chris Squire, who is actually playing in Yes at this time. There was a bit of a schism in the band at that time. I don't know the specifics because I peaked and got kind of got in and out of Yes very intensely in high school, and by 1989, I was out of high school. I was excited for this project, but it didn't it didn't resonate with where I was at the time. I was going to Berkeley at that time, Berkeley College of Music in Boston, Massachusetts, and this didn't necessarily jive with my musical tastes while I was attending that fine, fine musical establishment. If I recall correctly, in 1989, I was in love with Lou Reed and his New York album. Anywho, none of that's neither here nor there. I'm taking a look because this actually... This is actually a mix of two different shows. The first four tracks, Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra, Going into Time and a Word, Going into Owner of a Lonely Heart, Going into Teak Bois, or Teak Boys, or Teak Bois, or some pronunciation that I'm not cool enough to know is from September 7th. The reason being, Mike Millard, Saint Mike Millard, peace be upon him, is known for many things. One of them, and the reason we love him so much, is that he makes, made, because he's dead, incredible, incredible quality audience recordings of the best bands and best artists in the entire fucking 20th century, or at least the latter quarter of it, um, with the best equipment. And then he shared it freely. So, yay. What he was also known for was always being late to the goddamn show. So, he missed the beginning of the 6th. So, he made sure to get there on time for the 7th and just patched it in, making one seamless thing. Especially since it's these guys who are not known to be, you know, masters of fucking winging it and improvisational let's just jam for a while, man. These guys are uh, the yes minus Chris Squire, of the Fragile era, the Close to the Edge era. Um, you know, the the all the Yes songs that aren't on 90125 that you grew up with on the radio. These guys performed on almost all of them. Again, minus Chris Squire, who was with the other Yes, and I guess he actually won the battle of who owns the name Yes, um, because he kept it. And that had Trevor Rabin, Alan White... Uh, Tony K. I don't know if it was Tony K or, 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 or 
Jeff Down. I don't know, whoever was playing. Anyways, there was the other yes, the more 90125 era yes. Touring. And John Anderson apparently split. Had, you know, he wasn't digging where they were going musically. And in the 80s, yes was huge. Well, in the early 80s, yes was huge. 90125 was both a career high watermark and in many ways, a career ender. Not literally, but in the way that uh, Brothers in Arms was for Dire Straits. It was so famous, it was so big, and such a popular album that almost every song on it was a hit. And almost every song on it was overplayed. So, by the end of the 90125 era, they came out with Big Generator next. Still a solid album, but people were like, nah, dude, you know what? Uh, I'm Good with yes for a while. Same thing happened to Robert Plant and Big Log, uh, Golden Earring, um, Twilight Zone. You know, all that shit that was on early MTV and got overplayed to fuck. Yes was a victim of that to a point. It's not like their career was over, but they went from being like the biggest band in the world to just being yes again. <laughs> not, that, not that there's anything wrong with that. I love yes. Brilliant musicians. Um, so long story, long story, long story short. Chris Squire and Yes were touring at this time. And then John Anderson, Bill Bruford, Rick Wakeman, and Steve Howe, the more the higher brow and less rock and roll. Like uh if if Yes were like the Donnie and Marie thing, I'm a little bit country, I'm a little bit rock and roll. Um the Chris Squire's a little bit rock and roll. And these guys, Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, and Howe, are a little bit prog. They're more serious. Um, there's no mud sharks involved. Nothing gets out of ho- thrown out of hotel windows. Um, they're good boys, and they're professional. And the wildest they get is Rick Wakeman when he orders takeout delivered to his keyboard setup during a show because he's hungry. Woo-hoo, you know, that, that, that's the cutting edge. You know, nobody's turning blue in a bathroom in Anderson, Bruford, Wakeman, and Howe. And yes, pretty much. They, they're not, you know, they're good boys, They're ver- which means they're good people and they're professionals and amazing musicians. I happen to like a little bit of filth. These guys are not filthy. Filthy rich, maybe. <laughs> All right. How about I shut the fuck up? Because I am obviously just rambling and play this. This is a first generation Mike Millard recording, meaning that the master tape has, is... is Lost at this time, but there is a first generation, which means a tape, a copy of the original master tape is what's being shared, which is just fine with me because Mike Millard made brilliant, brilliant recordings, but he also took the time to make brilliant, brilliant transfers. So his first gens are excellent because he used excellent equipment. He took the time to adjust the azimuths and fine-tune the bias settings and all that fun cassette shit that I miss, which really makes a big difference in the transferring of high-fidelity audio with minimal signal loss. So what are we going to hear? What we're going to hear right now is just a little two-minute... These guys, this show is interesting. It's at the Greek Theater, which is, you know, Jimmy Page and the Black Crows at the Greek. Greeks, everybody knows... Everybody knows of the Greek... And uh, the set list is interesting. 
it's it's exactly what you would expect, actually. So which would make it not interesting then, right? Um, actually, let me read you the set list in case you want to do this, because I will have this available for download this entire recording at heartofmarkness.com. So here's the set list. Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra, Time in a Word, Owner of a Lonely Heart, Teak Bois, Teak Boys, whatever that is, Clap, Mood for a Day, Rick Wakeman Solo, Long Distance Runaround, Bill Bruford Solo, Birthright, and you and I. I've seen all good people, Close to the Edge, Themes, Brother of Mine, The Meeting, Heart of the Sunrise, Order of the Universe, Roundabout, and Starship Trooper. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a great set list if you like Yes. It's a pretty good set list if you only like classic rock and know the songs from the radio. Well, most of those are the songs from the radio. So you're a winner either way. You're a winner either way, Bobby. So let's jump in and hear some music, shall we? Because those edibles I ate a half an hour ago are starting to kick in. Let's hear Owner of a Lonely Heart. This is an acoustic version. And it's only two minutes long. It's a T. It's very interesting. Very interesting and very cool. And, I mean, John Anderson's voice, even though he's in his mid-40s here, which isn't old, but for a voice like that, it is. And his voice is pure and beautiful, as he is. I mean, I don't think any of these guys, aside from Rick Wakeman, has had a hamburger in, you know, 45 years at most. Steve Howe looks like all he does is suck on a Himalayan salt lamp. And uh, Rick Wakeman just tweeted that his days of eating spicy Indian food are over. He is now an old man. He calls himself Grumpy Old Man Rick. And he loves spicy curries and spicy takeouts. But alas, his septuagenarian gastrointestinal tract is no longer up to the task. I love Rick Wakeman. I just, I, his Twitter makes me happy. All it is is I'm looking for my cat. This is what I ate. And let me tell you about my poops indirectly, but just old man wise, like, well, it must have been a race to the finish from that food from last night. I don't know. He's charming and I love him. And that was a terrible thing to say about him. All right. Shut the fuck up, Mark. Play the song. Owner of a Lonely Heart. Two minutes. I'm going to dip back in and then play more music because I'm not going to fuck around because obviously I'm getting high. Here you go. Boom. You 
in a word in there because because owner of a lonely heart was going right into that and it would have been just jarring and stupid to just leave it without since it was only another couple minutes so i added time in a word there for you from early yes like before rick wakeman yes maybe even before steve howe i don't i don't quite remember anymore but yes yes ha 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 Time in a Word was, yes, before they were uh, Starship Trooper album, Yours is No Disgrace, chessboard song. I'm trying to remember the name of that song. Because it's time, it's time, it's first of for the queen to use. I don't remember that. You know the song now. Fuck. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to put it on cruise control, folks. What are we going to listen to next? Oh, what was funny was that beautiful hippie song, which was so 60s that um, even in the guitar playing it was very, very late 60s. And like, um, I don't know, it could have been the monkeys. And I don't mean that as an insult. Oh, no, the Yes fans are after me. Not the Yes fans. Uh, 
I don't mean that as an insult. It just sounds, you know, of an era, the era that it's from. So it's apropos. It's well done. I liked it. Okay. All right. Let's jump in and play. What else do I have for you? I don't remember anymore. Huh. Yes, I do. Yes, I do indeed. Oh, I remember. We're going to play in true prog rock style. A bun um, Steve Howe solo, mood for the mood for a day. Starting to get more and more marble mouthed. Yeah, it's mood for day. That one. Very very good. Everybody in high school, at least when I went to high school, could play that much of it, including myself. And uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. And Steve Howe, of course, plays it beautifully because he can play guitar beautifully. And it moves right into Rick Wakeman's solo. And Rick Wakeman is my favorite keyboardist, hands down. What about Jonesy, Mark? Don't you like Jonesy? I, I do like Jonesy. Of course I like Jonesy. It's a Led Zeppelin podcast. Jonesy's in Led Zeppelin, and he's awesome. However, Rick Wakeman is the shit. That's all it is. I love being some Rick Wakeman. A lot. The boy can play keyboards. The boy. <laughs> the Titan. The Avatar. The fucking progeny. Not progeny. I don't know. Prodigy? Nope. Well, we're off into the weeds again. All right. Whatever it is, I'm going to play it. Let me look again. It is... Um, oh, that's what it is. Mood for a Day. Rick Wakeman solo, which then goes into Long Distance Runaround. And it's a really cool arrangement. Um, like like I said, Chris Squire is not playing bass for this. Originally, they had Tony Levin to play bass, or Stick. And Tony Levin, if you're not familiar with him, first of all, virtuoso player. Second of all, he is the 1980s. Inasmuch as Phil Collins is the 1980s, Tony Levin is the bass player of the 1980s. He played on Peter Gabriel tracks. Everything, everything including this, but, um, he was ill. He had food poisoning or something. He dipped out of the, something happened and he dipped out of the tour and Jeff Berlin is sitting in on bass for this and it's excellent. So let's hear some more virtuosos, virtuoso ing, eh? All right, friendos. Again, this is now September 6th, 1989. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
well, that went on forever. Um, and during that time, I certainly didn't get less high. My goodness. I can absolutely feel the absence of Chris Squire in all of that. That was very, very good. But it kind of sounded like Christian rock (laughs) in a way. It just, I don't know. Could have used some bass. Chris Squire would just lay down fat, fat, fat bass lines underneath all that virtuosity and it was unbelievably good and unbelievably well played it just it seemed just a little light to me no having said that i loved every second of it and steve howe holy shit can play rick wakeman i just love he just makes me happy and john anderson clean living i mean it did him good john anderson's voice pure as an angel's All right, we're also 35 minutes in. That's not that bad, right? That's not that bad at all. All right, I've got one more song for you, and it is Starship Trooper. And I love this song. You love this song. It's the coolest thing. And on this song contains my favorite keyboard solo of all time, which is, of course, Rick Wakeman's keyboard solo on Yes Songs. Unbelievably good. Now, that is the most middle-of-the-road, pedestrian, normal, I love Stairway to Heaven. You know, what's your favorite song from Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven? There's no depth or profundity in that choice, but it is such a good solo. And you're going to enjoy it on this. Is it note for note the same? No, because that's not how they roll. Well, they do kind of. I don't know. Now I'm lost. All right, listen, here it is. It's good. Starship Trooper.
Thank you all very much for coming this evening. It's a very special time. There's magic in the air. It's good to be with you.
that's more like it. Wow. That had some balls at the end. I liked that. I mean, I liked the whole thing. Don't get me wrong. That was really pleasurable. That made me very happy. I hope it made you happy. I hope I made you happy. Like I said, you can get this show at heartofmarkness.com. Not quite yet. I haven't put it there yet, but I will. Hopefully tonight, but uh, outcast unclear on that one. But um, definitely by tomorrow, tomorrow being Sunday, the 13th of June, 2021, because this is on the Internet and you might be listening to this from the future, future, future. All right. If you like what I do and you like how I do it, even if I do it fast and loose like tonight, then I implore you or I invite you. I don't implore you. I invite you to go to patreon.com slash heart of markness and see if there's something there that you like. And here are the titans upon whose shoulders rests this humble podcast. A laurel and a hearty handshake go out to Picard, Kenegarn, Jeff, Chris, Michael, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Mark, other David, Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. And much love goes to our patron emeritus, Jeremy, who provided the microphone through which I am speaking to you, as well as the logo for the podcast. So love you, Jeremy. And do we have anything else? No. Oh, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube under Heart of Markness as well. So hope you're having a good night. I obviously am. And... Be good to yourselves and each other, and I may be back this weekend for another classic rock episode. Who knows? Uh, If not, every Thursday is Led Zeppelin or Led Zeppelin-related. Mostly Led Zeppelin. So, thank you. Be good to yourselves and each other. Bye-bye.